Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Saving time. As I, I'm an economist. Say, Aaron, what are you? I actually had that question asked to me. The guy was like, "Oh, what are you doing? What did you do in banking?" Say, so always oh, started off as a credit analyst. And inevitably, um, the last position I had, I was a vice president. But that doesn't mean anything, because you're always an assistant vice president, which I've explained before. uh, If you ever get into the world of banking, everybody is an assistant vice president, and that really doesn't mean much. It's just a glorified position they give you, thinking that they can pay you less. uh, Which they probably can, for most of you people. But I didn't. I'm like, no, this this is the number I need. They offered it to me. I okay, you could call me whatever the hell you want. And I said, I ultimately ended up, you know, I was actually an official economist at one time. Real odd story, real odd truth or fact, truism about the old captain's career. I started out uh, as an economist. Like I had one of the internships I had. I was that's the most real economic work I ever did, and it was when I was working at Wells Fargo. And doing the job of the of the senior uh, international economist. Oh, Wells Fargo, you always were scum. No, let's not hit the road worker here. All right, let's not hit him. That'd be bad. And then I ended as an economist, but doing nowhere near the actual work that I was, uh, uh, you know, that the title would imply. So what do you think's gonna happen to the state of Wyoming? I'm like, uh, I think this is good. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. We're not going to listen and lend anyway. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, the guy asked me, he said, oh, what do you do? But it was, uh, the old captain was getting a new car. The old captain has to get a new car. And uh, this, is, this is old school Cappy now, okay? This is doctrine. This is, this is the uh, Council of Nicaea. We get down to brass tacks here. Because the, the car that I got, the girlfriend uses it to commute. Very fuel efficient. I spent 3500 bucks on it at 35,000 miles, <coughs> I think. It was something like that. I didn't spend more than four, and it didn't have more than 40. So I think it was in the threes. And that car lasted us over five years and 100 and... 50, maybe even 160,000 miles. That was a damn good car. Damn good car. Kia Rio. And then, again, Cappy 101, if you don't buy new cars, you will save enough money for retirement. I did the math. Look, look it up. Buy the book, Poor Richard's Retirement. Essay, really. And so I'm like, okay, I got... Uh, you know, the house is paid off. 
girlfriend has a has a debt herself. She's got a little bit of debt, uh, investment debt, not not credit card or anything. Not gonna say what. She has investment debt, good debt, and the goal now is to bang that out. Right. So we're still gonna operate from cappy principles. I don't care how how rich I get. I'm, I just am not gonna buy a brand new car. Not gonna happen. So it's my turn to buy the car because she got me in my truck. It's a long story. Uh, and no, it wasn't nepotism. That's just the way it worked out. It's not like I got a rich sugar mama. Just trust me on this, on the straight and narrow. So I'm like, okay, I owe you a car. Your car is going to put, let's get you in on one. So I start looking. I spend two good days on the internet. As per my wisdom, following my own advice, where I know that if you spend two or three days... Not full-time, but I mean, cumulatively, like, I think I spent about three hours, maybe four hours, searching Auto Trader, trying to find different vehicles, and saying, all right, I got to find a fuel-efficient, cheap vehicle for under 5000 bucks, and ideally, it's going to have less than 45,000 miles. Those are the, you can select those uh, screening options on Auto Trader. And I set the range, because you type in your zip code, and I set the range to unlimited. Because, as I have said before, and for those cappy cappy uh, acolytes, you know that, A, it might be worth a two-day road trip to save yourself $2,000 and 10,000 miles. So I do all the math. I find all these cars. Oh, my God, dude, you guys can find cars on the Jeep pretty much anywhere. There are so many cheap cars out there. Don't tell me you got to... I, I, I always get the excuse, even from people... That, that are on my team, you know, that agree with my philosophy. Well, I, that way I know the car won't break down. And I'm like, that's why you look for a car with less miles. Well, I have to trade it in for a new car. And it's like, no, you, a car with 40, look, today's cars, no matter where they're made, are pretty high quality. If you get a car with under 50,000 miles on it, you're not going to have that many troubles. On top of it, if you're a real man, and I do mean that, You'll be able to fix most of your problems. You'll be able to change your own oil. Heck, most things got a warranty. You can just pull it into the dealership for crying out loud if it's under 70,000 miles. <coughs> but you people are like, I need a new car. Oh, it might break down. That way it's reliable. See, I spend an extra $25,000... And, and an extra, another $25,000 in extra interest, you know, expense to make sure the car doesn't break down. Do you realize that if you just, like, you know, went cheap, uh, you'd save yourself about fifty grand in the cost of the car and interest? Like, to think about that. All the interest expense you spend on a car with a car loan. Ask yourself how many tows and repairs... Could, could you afford with that? It's kind of akin to the, to the, uh, oh, what do they call The roadhouses, the mobile homes, they're not mobile homes, RVs. You know, all you baby boomers, oh, me and ma, we're going to go get ourselves an RV and drive across the U.S. We're going to get a luxury one. $100,000 RV. And you, you calculate what pittance of a remainder of a life you baby boomers got. And, and you, you divide it by the number of days and assuming, assuming, you know, you got to spend the night in the hotel. You could afford, I think I did it one time, like if you got 10, don't quote me on the numbers, but 
this one couple, baby boomer couple, who maybe at most had 15 years left in life. Uh, they were going, oh, we're going to get an RV, Herman. We're going to drive across the country. <laughs> we're going to do the American dream. Eating at Perkins, which I'm for, by the way. And I, I did the math on the RV they're going to buy. I'm like, you realize that you could afford yourself every night a $200 a night hotel, which is pretty high end and it's pretty fancy for the rest of your ex life, expected lives. And you're not going to have to dick around with trying to park this massive SUV, pissing off real motorcycle and adventure riders like me on the highways as you, as you crawl up hills and mountains with you and Herman. Oh, why? And, and then you, you got to pay for hookup fees and utilities, and you got to empty the shitter. You got to get water and the hookup and the electricity. You saw it on TV. Oh, I always wanted to do Just do it. Just go get yourself a fancy hotel every night until you're dead instead of getting an RV. It's the same thing here. Oh, I like a reliable car. Well, I, I really, I'm trying to think the number of times. Let me think about my Kia. I got to think about my Kia Rio. Did it ever break down to where I couldn't, like, nurse it or push start it? I don't think I ever had it towed once. I don't think I had it towed. Five years, 180,000 miles. All you had to do was the regular scheduled maintenance. And that thing went and gone and did and go, and it hasn't broken down yet, but it's starting to have issues. And they're like, yeah, the radiator's going and this and that. And also, it's like, ah, I got to spend more to repair it than I, I, I spent on it to buy it. <coughs> and I was like, yeah, I could probably find a cheaper car with all these repairs then. But you do the math. You got to get that new car because, oh, it might break down. I don't want to break it down. Jeez, clear, you idiot. The same morons who are like, oh, jeez, Clary, loosen up, Clary. Oh, what are you doing, Clary? Oh, we can't all be like you, sleep again till noon. Jeez, I wonder what you did. Those same people are the ones that you, you all need to have yourself a brand new car. And you unnecessarily blow. On a base price of a $25,000 vehicle, let's say you go cheap, because the average price of a car now is $33,000. New. Well, let's just say you go cheap. You're conservative. I'm going to buy my daughter. I remember this banker I used to work with. And, and just, just I wanted to, like, say, look, give me the money instead. You know, just, you, you ditzy little pampered prince of a suburbanite prince, the princess, you know, that you brought up in the suburbs, who's majoring in whatever bullshit study. He's like, well, I want to get my daughter a car. And he didn't say car, but he might as well have. And like that's why and I think it got like a, a Nissan Maxima brand new. I'm like, and I and that's why I kind of lost. I didn't lose it, but I had to inquire with them. I'm like, you got her a Maxima, and I'm just like looking at him like, dude, do you see the piece of shit I drive out there? Like, you see me struggling? You know, what do you give me the money? Put me in command, and then you can have the title of Commodore. Movie reference. See if any of you guys get that. And he's like, well, you know, I'm like, why, why not a whatever cars were out there? Why not a Chevy Celebrity? Why not a Pontiac uh, Sunfire? You know, that's what sluts drive. I don't know. 
That's what the whores drove back in the odds. <laughs> See the girl come up in a Chevy celebrity like, oh, yeah, she's easy. There we go. And he's like, oh, that doesn't provide a lot of protection. My daughter, Neo, I want her to be safe. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck your senior analyst, I guess then, huh? You know, it's all right if I don't show up to work. You'd just be out of a job too, asshole. But nothing's too good for your precious little princess. Fucking Nissan Maxima. Brand new. Borderline luxury car for some 22-year-old bint. Anyway, so you guys, you know, oh, I need a safe car. I need a brand new car. And, that, and then you guys will spend on a on a twenty five thousand dollar base price car. You got the you got the principal of twenty five grand. That's gone. And then you're going to spend another twenty five grand at least at minimum on interest. Probably more like fifty grand because interest rates are that high. Although I guess the the amortization of a car loan is only seven. Only seven. <laughs> Collateral doesn't keep up with the amortization at all on that one. And uh, you're, you're, you're going to come nowhere near to that buying a good, solid used car in terms of expense. Dude, if you went the way I did, if you just bought your Kia Rios and saved yourself the total in, in principal and interest expense of roughly sixty dollars to $70,000 for a $25,000 vehicle, every time that Kia would break down, you could hire a limo to drive you and the tow truck to the, to the auto dealer. Like not even the, the, the auto, not an auto shop. Take it to the dealer where you really get screwed. I mean, you could, you could just do. You still come out ninety eight percent ahead. Uh, no, no, I, I don't know. I need a reliable car. Look, when you guys, when your car hits ten thousand miles and it's no longer new or reliable, hit me up. I'll buy it for you, like for for a fifth off your off your uh, off your hands. Cause it might break down. Oh my god. Anyway, so this is this is where this is you want to talk about where you can save the most amount of money. You want to talk about where you can you can uh, make account, save yourself years into the future, free yourself from the debt slave. This is it. The only thing, the only two things worse than cars would be worthless college degrees and uh, your student loans, and then mortgages. Although if you do that right, it'll pay off in the end. So I'm like, all right, all right, this counts. Even though I'm now a highly compensated professional asshole consultant, I'm like, this counts. We got to find the right car. We got to do our homework. It's worth the time. I even went to Perkins. That's how I had like myself a good good couple hours before I had to pick up the girlfriend. She went to a family event. I don't do well at those. I got just sat there at Perkins. I just looked. I shopped. Very serious. Set the range for unlimited. And man, there are so many cars out there. I had options. I had options. I was looking at uh, what's not Nissan Leafs, Nissan S-Types. There was a Kia Rio, exact same, the exact same, except just a year younger. And it wasn't a salvage vehicle. But that was all the way out in Connecticut. And then you got to factor in the math on that too. See, it's not just, it's very complicated what I do. Not Regular people cannot do this. Mere mortals cannot do this. You guys can't because we're better than average. I'm, I'm talking the regular schleps that pick on it. Oh, I got a degree. I are smart. Those people. 
Because the one is, I don't know, I was, oh, I was so tempted like to get this car because I think it was a Kia Rio, and it only had twenty thousand miles. It was under five thousand bucks, and it was the exact same car. I'm like, oh, dude, no one would even know. No one would know except for the fact that the original Kia that we had uh, was was like I said, a salvage vehicle. Got in a rollover, so it's dented up all over the place. People were giving me, geez, Clary, can you just spend the money on a non-dented car? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, did you have your house back? Oh, you still have a mortgage? Here, hang on, let me unzip my pants and piss in a cup and give you a cup of shut the fuck up. No, no, drink it, drink it. You tell me what that's like having a mortgage. No, no, tell me more about how I should lead my financial life. Please, tell me more, Mr. Fucking Debt Slave. So this case, the exact same thing, and I was just thinking, like, you know, you know the car... You know it's going to be reliable. Plus, there's the whole gimmick of like, hey, it's the exact same car, except it's not dented. Look, we're moving up in the world. <laughs> Has doesn't even have power steering, no automatic windows, no air conditioner. Not that the air conditioner, but just no air conditioner. But then I was thinking, ah, you know, I gotta fly. I gotta fly out to Connecticut. I gotta hire a mechanic. That I gotta rent a car to go look at it. I didn't know anybody out in that area. Uh, they could go take a look. Then I got to drive it back. And I'm like, well, I don't really know anybody on the way back. I know some people in uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan. That'd be a drive. You can't crash with Beckloff's dad at Beckloff's place because Beckloff's dad would freak out. Even though he was in the Navy and slept with men all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, your friend Aaron can't come on by. Thanks. I'll just I'll just push on to the East Coast, sir. Not that I'm tired. Chris, if you ever you and your old man ever come up, please come visit me in Minnesota. You could crash on the couch. Your dad could get a hotel. Like I'm sorry, I don't know who this guy is. I don't care if he served our country. I can't trust him. So you gotta get a hotel. It is expensive. Like ah, now you add an extra roughly roughly a thousand bucks to the price. Like ah, now it doesn't work out no more. Then I had to, like, maybe, okay, I'm looking at the rain. Okay, wait a minute. You know, I go to Vegas a lot. I'm going to go to Vegas this winter. Maybe I go by it. There's some, there's some deals down there. Some saltless cars down there. It might be a deal. There was a deal in California. I'm like, no, not going to go to California. No way. A great, great car in California. I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy Because Lord knows what, what bureaucratic nightmare and bullshit you're going to have to deal with uh, with uh, a California dealer, and I uh, like, no, no way, just not going to deal with it. Uh, there was a car in Longmont, Colorado, Denver area, I was like, yeah, maybe I could have the great one himself go take a look at it. That was, but then, then on the old radar, I set down the range to 200 miles, and up came this thing in um, Ames, Iowa. Got a car in Ames, Iowa. Under $5,000. Uh, what has it got? 28,861 miles now. Under 30,000 miles, $5,000. One owner, old grandma lady from Florida, got sold in an estate sale or something like that. And I'm like, there. That's the one. That's the one. Made the phone calls. Said, hey, is it available? Checking in. Is it salvage? No, sir, it isn't. Any liens? No, sir, there's not. I talked to the girlfriend. I'm like, hey, you want to split work early? We get out of Dodge. Take us about four hours to get down there. And like, if we leave now, we could kind of, because we had to come up from the north side of the metro, cut across. 
all the way down south to Ames. Anthem, look this up. You can see it. Iowa is south of Minnesota. Iowa, Iowa is the state where Paul, our fellow traveler and adventurer, that's where Paul got his dick wet. Paul, remember, he came up to visit, and he says, Hey, Captain, are you going to be in town? I'm like, Yeah, I'll be in town. I'm like, cool, I'm coming up. I said, Well, you're coming for Pennsylvania. So, you know, you're going to come through Chicago. You know, thinking I'm going to help out this younger kind of brother type people. And okay, but you're going to want to take 94. That's going to, that's going to shave off a lot of time because from Milwaukee to Minneapolis, it shoots at a 45 degree angle, gets cuts go straight. There's like, oh, why? I'm going to be coming from Iowa. I'm like, Iowa? What are you coming from Iowa for? What's in Iowa? And then you hear the sheep is, well, I met a girl. So anyway, Paul, we didn't stop and didn't say hi to the girl. But we're traveling the route you took. <laughs> Probably with a shit-eating grin on your face. Anyway, so, uh, oh, where was I? Oh, so we got, we got ourselves a vehicle. Got ourselves a, a, a new vehicle. And I'm spoiling the girl rotten. Oh, yeah. The girl, this car has power steering. The other car did, and it has air conditioner. Doesn't have, still has regular windows, doesn't have automatic locks, and it doesn't have um, cruise control. But that's all right. You don't want to spoil the women. These women, what the boys, let me tell you, when you get a woman, you know, a car that has power steering and power windows and air conditioner and cruise control, oh, then the next thing they're going to want is a Lexus. A new one. <laughs> it was great because I'm just like, well, okay, we know we're, at, we're we're here. This is a very important thing. This is where we separate ourselves from from the wage slaves. This is where we separate ourselves from the debt slaves. And you can see she's kind of like, well, well, what about a Toyota? What a, what about a Lexus? She didn't say Lexus, but she, you know Toyota owns Lexus. What about this? What about that? I'm like, woman, wait, no. No, 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 no. You are working on your freedom. You are working on paying off debts. You are working on your position of fuck you. This is, you do not get a fancy car with, with carpet. It when all the houses and all the debts and all the businesses are paid off, then you can think about getting a car with automatic windows. I'll let her have that. I'll let her have the and power steering, and I'll be such a kind, caring boyfriend. I'll let her get a car with cruise control. But she was starting to starting to get a little weak. Starting to get a little tempted by by uh, fancy cars and luxury cars that have cruise control. And I'm like, no, 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 we're, no, no, we're, we're gonna. Well, what if we bump it up to six thousand? No, 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 we're not bumping it up to six thousand. Well, we might find a car with a lot less. Well, no, we found a lot of cars with very little miles. We're good to go. So we all went drive, went for the test drive. Girlfriend, actually, she did a good job. She she put the car through the paces a little bit better than I did. I kind of just like give me the damn car. You know, I'll, I'll look at it, look underneath, make sure okay, brake pads, is anything leaking? Is the exhaust? fitting. It's not hanging by a coat hanger. Check the oil. Looks new. All right. You know, just some basic stuff. If there's problems, I'll, I'll deal with it later. I'll either have my mechanic deal with it or I'll deal with it. Because it can't be that bad. Uh, but she, she hit the brakes a little bit more. Acceleration, this and that. Ask some questions. Then, then I, I was quite impressed. I, I almost had a tear welt and I was almost aroused. 
she uh, the the price was like five, and with fees it was five two five three. And she says, "What well, can we negotiate on price?" And I'm like, "Whoa, she's kooky." I'm like, look at this girl go, and I'm just like looking at him, and I just, I kind of was like watching, it was like watching Pawn Stars. I'm like, hey, I, yeah, you guys figure it out. This is like watching Pawn Stars. I didn't want to call the guy Chumley, and I was like, this is like watching the girl and Chumley go at it. I just kind of sat quiet. I'm like, wow, you guys, what? It's like, well, let me ask, and I'm like, well, maybe there is a little room to cut here. And so I, I thought five thousand was a pretty damn good deal. Well, she got the fees waived. And a full tank of gas. I was like, wow, there you go, babe. There you go. So now we're driving another car back. This will last about five years, I hope. If the Kia Rio is any indication, this car will also get about 180,000 miles on. That would put, yeah, 150,000 miles. We'll get 150,000 miles out of this vehicle. And unlike all you guys, we will actually have no debts and a fully funded IRA or 401k. I know. I know, but cars are so pretty. They're so pretty. And how else am I supposed to tell the other soccer moms that I am Queen B? I, they have to know that I am Queen B. I have a Range Rover XDLX 37 series. Not like Marsha with her slutty 35 series because her husband's only a vice reserve assistant president. Oh, I want all those little soccer mom whores over at Cargill to know that my husband is more important than that. I am the queen bee. That's why I have the Lexus LX3666 quadruple X quattro D7. Not the D5 like that slut Madison. Oh. You see her ring? Nothing like mine. Mine has little booster rockets on the bottom so it stays light. I have to carry it. That's why my left arm is so much bigger than my right because my ring weighs so much. You don't need that, guys. You don't need it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Especially with these millennials. I'll grant the millennials, especially the Zers coming up. At least you guys don't seem to be Completely addicted to materialism. I'll grant you guys. I'll give. I'll give the younger generation a big hat tip on that one, because Gen X and the baby boomers, even maybe the the greatest generation, I wasn't around. But man, you Gen Xers couldn't wait to give blood to buy Cavarisi jeans. You Gen Xers couldn't wait to to just donate a kidney so that you could get a car. As for you boys out there, girls piss away their money on stupid college degrees that won't get them jobs. And while we all make fun of them, you dumb boys will piss away at the exact same amount on a stupid car. And here's the other thing. The girls are smarter than you boys on this one because the degree doesn't depreciate. Not that it had much value anyway. I'll grant you that. A car has more value than a degree in English. But the degree in English doesn't depreciate. Your car does. But but the the Zers and millennials, you guys, you, you truly weren't in the, into the into the materialism. I know Gen X started with the grunge movement. They say, "Oh yeah, man!" Like it was just overnight, but they did it to be fashionable. I shop over at Ragstock, man. I go to Goodwill, man. Like I'm not a corporate materialist, man. 
none of these exact same guys that had their hair long and listened to, uh, what was it? Not Cherry Pop and Daddy's. So those guys had talent. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I knew there was a vegetable in there somewhere. We're not cool. We're going to Lollapalooza, man. We're different than the baby boomer hipsters, man. We're different than hippies, man. We got our own thoughts. That's why I'll listen to Jim Morrison. Oh, wait. And now you guys all cut your hair after La Palooza. Now you're corporate fucks over at cubicles. Working your slave labor. No matter how independent-minded and minimalist you were. Yeah, you guys were all minimalists right when college hit. Then you all said had to get jobs. And, now you all, and then you had to get cars. And Marsha and Tiffany and Madison all have to have Range Rovers. I go to this coffee store. Almost think about not going to the car. I think about driving down to the other one. But I don't think it's going to be any different. But the one I go to, there's a, a contingent of rich Chrissy soccer moms from the WBL. And I think some of them come in from North Oaks. They're slumming it in my neighborhood. God, we just talk. Oh my God, it's like late. What happens to? They're not that old. They're not that old. They're about my age, maybe a little bit older. But then you get the retired women. You know, the fifty-five plus overweight, cut my hair short, fuck the world. I had menopause women, and they cackle. They're just loud. <laughs> A gaggle or a cackle of loud postmenopausal women. Oh, you're just all so funny, being loud and interrupting everybody's quiet time at, at at the coffee store. You know, barely anyone's awake. Okay, most people at ten thirty, eleven a.m. When I drag my ass in there. Okay, most people are awake, but not me. That's still Aaron's quiet time. So when old Cappy's still waking up, you know, like the baby's just just. Eyes getting bugs, bugs out of his eyes, not even fully conscious, huh? Old Cappy. Hell, I don't remember half the times I walked to the coffee store. I just go, huh? Coffee store people like, ah, oh, good morning, sir. Ah, it's good to see you too, Aaron. These young kids. They're good. And usually, usually, not always, but usually it's like, all right, it's kind of quiet. But there's been times, man, I walk in, I got I got my routine, I got my routine. Get myself a double espresso and a small coffee. Slam that espresso, what? Then the coffee kind of gets me, gets me up to normal. There's been times, though, where I'll look, and it'll either be the Gen X soccer mom team of perpetually comparing their husband's dicks Olympic tryouts, uh, and they're always talking about their kids and how amazing their kids are and the kids this, the kids that. These kids are just so amazing, yet you never see them actually spend fucking time with the kids or raise the kids. My, my child is so amazing, that's why I drop it off to daycare and have a nanny take care of it. It is just so amazing. My child is so amazing. So it's either that crowd or then the, the loud... I think there are a bunch of old retired teachers. I don't know. Is there a commune where fat, single, divorced, 58-year-old teachers go to retire? I don't know. I wonder if there is like a, like a monastery, but not a monastery, a, a nunnery. Yeah, there's nunneries. I'm just wondering if that's like, you know. Look, ladies, if you're, you're 58 postmenopausal fat 
you know, single uh, lady who is a public school teacher and retired, you got your cats, you might as well have joined the nunnery. Go become a nun. I don't know. When I see them there, and they're just... I say, to go, please. And they put in a little cardboard thing, a little cardboard thing. I take my espresso. I swirl it around so it gets cooled off on the side of the rims of the cup there. Slam my espresso, and I take my coffee home. And I do my work there because I can't do work with loud postmenopausal 58-year-old former elementary school teacher ladies with their cats. Anyway. So yeah, I got I got that that's not the car. That's that's what you that's what you debt slaves get to you get to pay for. Not the women. The women don't pay for it. The girls that show up in there, I'm not joking, Maseratis, SUVs, SUVs, uh, Mercedes. Beam, you know, when Beamer's are the low-end one, I had to look up what the hell a Bentley was. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, a Bentley. I'm like, why have I heard Bentley before? I remember, uh, we actually had some dealings with Denny Hecker. Look him up. He used to be a car dealer. And then he's in jail. Uh, and he drove a Bentley. And I, oh, oh, Bentley. Oh, oh. Suck my dick. Holy shit. And I didn't. I'm like, oh, you paid that much more. You, you paid enough for a house. You paid so much for a car that you could have financed, like, literally ten kids' way through college. I don't care how rich I get, I don't think I'm ever going to buy a Bentley. I will actually put my friend's kids through college before I get a Bentley, and I don't even like those kids that much. But when, when, I, when I see these Mercedes and Bentleys and Maseratis and other things ending in vowels, and I see the women going, I'm like, they didn't pay for They're not at work. They're not at work. They obviously they have time to sip coffee at 11 and cackle. So I know the husbands are the ones that are working it up. And I know from working in banking, looking at the balance sheets, that you guys don't make that much money because you always have to borrow or lease, which is even worse. And yet, you're the ones that are going to mock and ridicule me because I got my brand new, what is this, a 2005, 2006? I think it's 11 years old. I don't think it qualifies for Uber. I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to Uber. Uh, with my 28,000 miles on it. God almighty, I think you guys spend more on insurance than I will ever spend on this car in its totality. And I'm free to do what I want any old time. Love me, hold me. Buy your wife a Maserati, but I'm free while you have to work like a wage mule, you fucking tool. Alright. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm driving back up from Iowa. I think I'm still in Iowa. Let's take a little find a mile marker here. And getting back to my original point, bringing it all back together. I'm an economist. I got, I got no one else in the car with me, and the GF is driving the other car home. So don't you want to drive your car home? She says, no. I want you to drive it in case something goes wrong. Then you got to deal with it. I'm like, jeez. You used to be nice when I first met you. Where'd you learn this, this Machiavellian savagery? We're at 20th. Fort Dodge. Oh, Highway 20. Yeah, we're still in Iowa. So I figured, while I'm by myself, I would 
do the first intro segment to the Cappy Podcast, the Clary Podcast. Let's do some sponsors as best I can remember them. We have, I remember the important ones, the ones that pay me. Oh, businessbuyeradvantage.com, David Burnett. Look him up, businessbuyeradvantage.com. For those of you who are going to uh, buy a business, you're thinking about retiring or investing in a business because that's where the rates of return are. The S&P 500 is paying a 2% dividend yield. Before you do that, before you buy a sports bar, I want to get a sports bar. Sports bar, dude, bro, sports bar, bar, sports, dude, bro. Bro, sports bar, dude. What are you fucking morons? Please contact David Burnett. Um, you can contact him at businessbuyeradvantage.com. He's got everything. He's got YouTube videos if you just want to see if you can figure it out on your own. He's got books on how to buy and what to look out for. He's got classes, uh, and I recommend those too. But if you want the short and sweet end of it, if you've got a business uh, that you're looking to buy, please contact David and pay his consulting fee. Because he, trust me, I don't know what he charges, but even if it's a thousand bucks, it's better to spend a thousand bucks so he prevents you from going into bankruptcy and losing a hundred thousand bucks, all right? That's businessbuyeradvantage.com. Check him out. We also have, who else have we got? Oh, Conservative Brew Coffee. Conservativebrew.com. Go there if you want to get some good coffee. That is better than Black Rifle Coffee. Oh my God, did you say that? Yes, because <clears throat> I'm honest. Black Rifle Coffee just isn't that good. And I just had the last of my conservative brew coffee, so i got to hit those guys up for another free bag, which will get them continued free advertising. And I'm being honest. It's not because I get free. Look, if their coffee sucked, they wouldn't be able to bargain with me. I'd be like, ah, it kind of sucks. I'm not really that interested. But I'm interested because it's good coffee. My life is too short for good coffee. So get, And it's too short to give your money to liberals. So go to conservativebrew.com and get yourself some good conservative coffee. What else do we have? Um... <clears throat> Dr. David Paradin's Safety Doc Podcast. Please check him out. I want to make sure I plug him. Uh, Jacob's Adult play- Playground. Check him out. If you're going to go to Vegas, you say, well, I'm not really into porn or the strip clubs or, or whores. That's fine. That's, it doesn't have to be. It's not about that. Let me tell you about Jacob. Jacob moved to Vegas about four or five years ago, works as a bouncer. Then he got into the know, and he's smart guy's got hustle, and he realized there's this whole underground economy where all the wait staff and the servant staff and the bouncers and the tippers and the car valets are paid a commission to send the rubes and yokels to a particular club, to a particular restaurant, get them strip dancers, da-da-da-da-da. He can get you the deals, okay? He knows what's going on, and he knows, like, okay... Don't go to that place because they're not going to give you that, that strip tease. Don't go to that place that's so overpriced cover charge. Go to this place. Here's some good model service. Go to Jacob's Adult Playground. Contact him if you're coming to Vegas and you need some advice. Whatever you're going to drop on him, he's going to save you at least threefold uh, in savings on your trip to Vegas. Right? So, and just talk to him. He's, he, we had a cigar when I was in Vegas the last time, and I was just amazed. I was just, and I got to have him on the podcast. So you can tell me about this micro-economy that, that is below the surface that nobody sees, this commission-based, not multi-level marketing, because there's actually product at the end, but this, this, um, this network, it was just amazing, this hustle uh, that was going on. I was very impressed with it. Uh, we got my books. You can find them all on Amazon.com. I'm not going to go over all of them here. The only 
Two I'm going to mention are Poor Richard's Retirement, which is an essay. It's a shorter book, and I kept it cheap. If you don't have enough money saved up for retirement, or you don't have any money saved up for retirement, please get this book because it's going to put your fears uh, at bay. You don't need that much, but you do need some. And this book shows you how <coughs> to go about saving up enough. The other one is Reconnaissance Man. Um, if you don't know what to do in life, I keep getting... I know it sounds bland, like, I don't know what to do in life. Well, nobody really does. This book addresses that very simple, well, very complex question with a somewhat simple, methodical answer. And uh, I know a lot of you want to send me questions at Asshole Consulting, please do. But do yourself a favor. Asshole Consulting, on average, costs 35 bucks for a video consultation, 25 bucks for an email consultation, on average. If you get the book, the book, I think, is like 11 maybe 9 Kindle, it's even cheaper. Audio might be a little bit expensive. But whatever it is, it's going to be cheaper than... Nothing costs 25 bucks. In other words, it's way cheaper to get the book than it is to go through Asshole Consulting. The only reason I understand why you would pay more for Asshole Consulting is because you don't want to take your time to read the book, which I completely understand. It, it would take about three to four, maybe five hours to read. I hate reading myself. That's why I put things in audiobook. I understand. So if it's worth your time, certainly I'm more than happy to take your 35 bucks. But... If, if you want to save some money and you're in no rush, you don't mind reading, consider getting that book, Reconnaissance Man. So if you don't know what to do after high school, you're in high school, you don't know what to do when you get to college. You're in college, you don't know what to do. You're out of college, you don't know what to do. You've been out of college a long time, you don't know what to do. It, the vast majority of people coming up to me asking me for life advice and guidance. I'm like, well, maybe pick up this book and read it because it might answer your questions. And then I just, I don't have to do asshole consulting. I just like collect a check. Aaron, what do you want? I want to collect a check and drive shitty cars for the rest of my life. How shitty? So shitty I can't even Uber with them. Oh, that's pretty shitty, Aaron. Yeah, I know. It's a dream. Well, what if it breaks down? To quote the great one himself, but who will build the roads? <laughs> Imagine heaven is just a bunch of us getting up there and he's going to be, but who will build the roads? What if the car breaks down? I like good, reliable transportation. Any degree is a good degree. Stop destroying my dreams, man. That's uh, me. It's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that one, too. Um, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, we got Silvio Canto. We got Kerry Lutz, uh, Financial Survival Network. He also has a book out called uh, Viral Podcasting. Um, uh, O'Shea Jackson. Okay, check him out on YouTube, along with Obsidian Radio. Check him out on YouTube. Jimfear138.blogspot.com. He's got a, good, a really good geek podcast. I should probably download some more of those. I haven't got my geek on in a while. Um, speaking of really good podcasts, and not just friends, you know, people who, who don't co-plug me. Oh, The Hanging Chats, before I forget. The Hanging Chats, that's the other important one. Absolutely must listen to. Not just saying that, uh, but those guys are really good, great interviewers, and uh, I've been binging on them. Uh, just so you know, they got like some of them are in MP4 format, which takes fucking forever to download, guys. Never save an MP4 again. Please do MP3. Uh, but I was listening to this uh, podcast, a regular one called uh, In Our Time with Melvin Bragg. It's uh, put out by the BBC. And it's pretty apolitical. Don't think it's like NPR, like, hello, we're unbiased, and we're going to talk today about how much we hate George Bush. 
which is not as much as how much we hate Donald Trump. Um, but these guys had this great podcast on the migration of birds. And right now you're all like, what? Look, are you sick of politics? Are you sick of politics? I mean, I'm, I try not to do politics all the time. I try and talk a little bit. I just vent, basically. This is therapy for me. Hopefully it's entertaining for some of you. Well, don't worry, we'll do politics. I'll get to an article about some dumb broad majoring some dumb thing, thinking at some dumb age she has the wisdom and experience to tell us what to do and think if she's going to run for some dumb political position. Betsy Hodges. Uh, but just trust me on this. Download, in our time, the podcast episode about bird migration, and you'll just be fascinated with it. Like all the different types of birds, how some birds go around the world that way, the same exact birds, some of them will go the other way. Albatrosses apparently don't fly, they just glide. Um, some fly at night, they migrate at night, some migrate here, some might. It's very, you'd think it'd be like birds, huh? Really, Clary? Okay. Why don't you tell me more about how to save money on buying used cars? That sounds a little bit more... Dude, trust me, the birds are more exciting than my adventures of buying this car. Um, who else we got for the... <laughs> podcast. Um, O'Shea. Eh. Uh, who else? Oh, Black Brigade Debrief. With DT and not the man. I gotta call him up again. He, he didn't sound like he had a good week last week. Kind of sad, you know, like your buddy has a bad... Oh, God. Hey, man, what happened? But he's the type that never calls you because he's always grumpy and staying in his cave. Ugh. Uh, actually, if you go visit DT ever, he lives in a cave. He, he's, you know, there's like little skull and crossbones outside in front, you know. The children are running around in loincloths. And he just, uh, misery, depression, sadness. Uh. Hey, DT, how you doing? I'm uh, not going to call Aaron back. going to sit and stew in misery. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got the Black Brigade uh, at blackbrigade.org. What else? There was, why am I just, they're not coming to me. Silvio Canto, Canto Talk. We talked about the Hanging Chads. Oh, podcast.michaelwingkingswood.com slash RSS. Michael Kingswood, the only non-communist science fiction writer. He has a, a, a an author's blog type of podcast out there where he does readings. Uh, again, not political, so if you just want to chill out and unplug from the politics scene, you may. What else we got? Um, the Book of Woke for Black Folk, as I like to call it, a.k.a. another book niggas ain't gone read. Not niggers ain't, go ain't going to, not that, niggas ain't gone read. Oh my god, Aaron, did you say niggers? Yes, I did, because I'm talking about it in the proper context. Uh, and Marcus Brown, the author of the book, happens to be black, so fuck you. Uh, and that's what he titled it, Another Book Niggas Ain't Gone Read. It is for black folk. Like I said, it is the book of woke for black folk. Uh, but if you're any other race, it, it still is an interesting read. Um, I wouldn't say it really applies to any other race, because it is very specifically dedicated to uh, the black community. Uh, but if you're kind of curious as to just what fucking scams and like... I mean, look, I know the Democrat Party just lies to black people. 
um, the sweetest of lies, so they become addicted and then they ruin their lives in the process. No different than a drug dealer and a drug addict. But man, the the backstabbery that occurs amongst their own, it's like, really? Really? Can you just, can you guys all get along? Let's, let's start there. Let's start there. Can you all just get along and not shoot each other? If you get shoot, like all these financial scams and this, like, come, come on, guys, what, really? You all know it's BS. You all know it's bullshit. What are you, what are you getting snookered for, man? It was a depressing read. I won't. I won't deny it. I was just kind of like, and I had to. I had to call up Marcus a couple times. Like, no way, this doesn't happen. No way. He's like, yeah, dude, it does. I'm like, God damn it. So anyway, as I like to say, Carrie Lutz and Silvio Canto are America's uncles. I'm America's older brother. Uh, Tom Lycus is America's father. They never had. And Marcus Brown is America's younger brother that nobody ever wanted. So check him out. You can find his book on Amazon.com, along with everybody else's book. Um, the Stringers by T.J. Martinell. haven't mentioned him in a while. Check that book out. T.J. Martinell, he's an actual journalist. He actually makes a living off of journalism, kind of like Matt Baldoni actually makes a living being a musician. Like, it actually pays for all of his bills. And before you guys go to school for studying journalism or music... Maybe you just write, and maybe you just practice, and then you hustle, and you'll actually be a successful musician or journalist like T.J. Martinell or the great man Baldoni. Do not think merely studying it and playing that weekend gig over at the coffee store is going to make you big. You have to hustle, my good man. Hustle or hustle, my good ladies. Always preferred female vocalists, although I don't know if that's only because I was in the jazz scene. There were a couple good male vocalists, don't get me wrong. Aaron Keith Stewart, Vic Valari, Tony DeMarco. But they, they got nothing. Maybe it's just because I'm a guy, I'm attracted to women. But they got nothing on Debbie Duncan and, um, oh, what was her name? Had the hugest crush on her. Not Charlize Theron. What is it? Charmin Michelle. Woo! Go look her up and then feel sad and depressed about your life. Like, oh my god. Women are made to look like that? What did I do? Almost a completely new form of human she is. She's just, like, beautiful. If you ever want to see Cappy have a crush, like the last crush where I was just like, eh? hi! Bumbling idiot, because I couldn't. I was like, hi! You and me date? Look up Charmin Michelle. She's still beautiful. She's like 55 by now, but she's still gorgeous. You just kind of like, if you will, if you want to feel like the inferior genetic crap that you are, look up Charmin Michelle. I'm just saying. Oh, come on, Cappy. You can remember more from the sponsor list. See, the more I remember, the less I have to do when I do the second round of sponsors. All right, we had the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. I did get the Hanging Chads. I did get BusinessBuyerAdvantage.com. I did all my books by simply telling you guys to go look at them. I think I got everybody else's books. Um, you know what? That's, I'll, whatever I missed, I'll just get it in the next one. I'll just get it in the next one. All right. 
hang on, where's the, where'd the button go? Sorry, I know this isn't professional. There we go. All right, well, this will have to be it for this recording. Hopefully it's recording. Good. 50, look at that, 51 minutes gone. How efficient is that, guys? 51 minutes gone, and that's going to save me 51 minutes tomorrow, which means I have more free time to spend on myself or with my little niece. But she's playing, she's hitting the baseball a lot better now. She's doing really good with the ball. She calls it ball still. Ball. Like, all right, we'll go play ball. All right, I'll come back with the second segment. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, hopefully that audio wasn't terribly crappy. Um, from an agent in a field germane to asshole consulting from edsurge.com, who's holding coding boot camp accountability accountable? When it comes to reporting graduation and job placement rates, the numbers don't always add up at for-profit coding boot camps. That showed this week when New York-based Flatiron School, a coding boot camp, was fined $375,000 by the state's attorney general for misleading advertising and operating without a license. Flatiron is hardly the first boot camp to come under fire for falsely advertising its outcomes. What makes this particularly ironic, though, is that Flatiron is part of the Quality Assurance Task Force, a consortium of 25 organizations that include nonprofit universities, investors in coding boot camps, and has stated a, has, has a stated goal, quote, to drive industry-wide accountability and transparency for non-traditional learning providers. So Flatiron's violation and accompany, accompanying slap on the wrist begs the question, who is, who is holding the self-regulating quality assurance groups accountable? If I was President Trump, I'd be on this. I, they, that was, that's just something where you Republicans are so stupid. Uh, even, even Donald Trump, you, you have such low-hanging fruit in higher education you could win over millennials. You could win over Gen Z voters. You could you could make the next gen. You could do what the Democrats do, and that is grow your voters. And you could do that by announcing, starting tomorrow, President Trump. No one's listening. Actually, you say we're replacing college degrees. The government is going to come up with a certification board. You're going to take these standardized tests, and if you pass these tests, you are given an equivalent to a bachelor's degree. So it'll allow you to self-study. And I'm not saying these tests are going to be easy, don't they? Maybe like the CPA or the CFA would be tough. But it's like, no, we're not for with With the world's information available for free, you don't have to commute your ass down over the university, pay for parking, pay for buildings, pay for electricity, pay for washed-up, worthless fucking frauds known as professors. You don't have to pay for their health insurance. You don't have, it's on the internet. It's on the internet. So go study. Don't commute. Study from your, the comforts of your own home. If you're particularly smart like the captain, you'll become a security guard. And you can study from the comforts of your own security guard desk while you make money. And then you show up on Tuesdays on certification day. You take your test. Hey, you got your bachelor's. And you know what? You go as fast or slow as you want. And you don't have to take any of those fucking prerequisites that have nothing to do with your class. You don't have to pay Ralph Nader's group his little MPERG fee. You don't have to pay the student association fee. You don't have to pay the diversity fee. You don't have to pay. The, you don't have to pay for lodging. It's just—it's not that hard, guys. How hard is it for you? Oh, that's right. You guys aren't as smart as me. You're even dumber than the Democrats. 
This would be, I'd be on the stand now. That's one thing of the few things I'll point out about Obama. Obama did start tackling the fly-by-night schools. Obama did crack down on that shit. He ended the Pell Grant sponges. I'll grant him that. He did do that. But the Republicans could win over the youth vote tomorrow just by saying, yeah, you know what? We're sick and tired of this progressive credentialism. We're ending it now. We're not even going to interrogate or invest. You know, like the Democrats always pull in big oil. Well, our gas price is so high. We're too stupid to figure out supply and demand. You wouldn't even pull in big education. You just say, yeah, we're doing the certification thing. See ya, bye. And then next year, when applications are down 80%, all of a sudden you're, you're going to start cutting your reserve vice president of diversity directors, right? You're going to cut the, the social coordinator, I bet. I bet the uh, president and the, the deans, they're going to get a little bit of a pay cut, huh? Uh, if you ask Claire McCann, Deputy Director of Federal Higher Education Policy at New America, the answer is simple, nobody. Right now, a few people are holding the boot camps and providers accountable, she says, but I think no one is holding the quality assistance entities out there accountable. The scrutiny Flatiron faced around its advertising this week isn't uncommon for the industry. In 2016, Bloomberg reported that the Bureau for Private Post-Secondary Education, which oversees coding schools in California, suspended a boot camp called Coding House for numerous violations of California law, including making false statements. The punishment came along with a $50,000 penalty. Oh, that'll show them. There you guys go. (laughs) Coding House reportedly advertised a 95% hiring rate within two months of graduation from the academy, according to Bloomberg. Similarly, Flatiron claimed a 98.5% employment rate on its website before reaching a settlement with New York's Attorney General Eric Schneiderman. Uh, concerns around misleading advertising and violations of the boot camp industry led to the creation of two major groups to root out potential issues and safeguard the industry's reputation. One is the Council on Integrity and Results Reporting, a nonprofit made up of 13 coding boot camps that formed out of the Skills Fund, a lender to boot camp students. That group announced a set of standards in March, and its partner schools have since released their outcomes data, which must be verified by a third party. There you go. Private sectors already taken care of it. Then there's the Quality Assurance Task Force, a group spearheaded by higher education, higher ed consulting firm Entangled Solutions that is currently underway with a set of its own quality assurance standards for higher education programs, including coding boot camps, must report and market their student outcomes. The two bodies share similar goals around improving boot camp reporting and, in some cases, members. Too good to be true, subtitle? Regardless, Flatiron's membership and accountability in an accountability program, didn't render it immune from its own violations and a resulting inquiry from New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman. Coding boot camps have become popular as students seek careers in tech industry, but for-profit coding schools must comply with state requirements, including obtaining a license before operating, Schneiderman said in a prepared statement. Schools must also provide clear explanations of advertised job placement rates and salary claims of their graduates. The state's settlement charged that the school came to its 95.8% employment claim by lumping together not only full-time positions, but contract work, freelance work, and individuals who were employed for less than 12 weeks, i.e. an internship. Flatiron touts itself as one of the first boot camps to release a comprehensive report on its graduate outcomes. That report, which was overseen by third-party auditors, breaks down the employment data by program and designates percentages for how many students found full-time or part-time jobs. The problem was that Flatiron extracted the advertised 98.5% employment rate figure from the larger data set. 
The Attorney General's office found nothing wrong with the data and our outcomes, reports Jennifer Berner Barden, hyphenated name, a spokesperson for Flatiron, wrote in an email. While they agree that our independently audited job reports properly disclose the full methodology of calculating these figures and explicitly allow us to use them going forward, they have asked us to more clearly label those disclosures on our websites. Honest to God, it's it's this scum. Here you are, you're 18 years old. You're not old enough to kind of suss out whose scumbags are and who aren't. And you you guys, you old, I told you, really, don't trust anyone over 30. Now's the time not to trust anyone over 30. You know when the baby boomers said it, thought it was cool? Because they're only referring to the people that fucking fought in World War II. You know, those fucking losers. Yeah, don't trust them. Oh, but now trust us. Trust us. We're the cool teachers. Remember the cool teachers? You know, the one that diddled you when they weren't supposed to? Right? Yeah, don't now. Now is, not, now is the time not to trust anybody over 30. Robert Shireman, a senior fellow at the Century Foundation, a think tank focusing on for-profit education, adds that it's misleading to throw out a single number for the value of a school. It's just not that simple. There's never a, replace- there's never a placement rate that is a single fraction. Though one of the intentions of the standards is to prevent false reporting, Michael Horn, a principal consultant at Entangle Ventures, defend the group by saying the task force's finalized standards are still under review. No one has put the standards in place yet. We are still putting the finishing touches on the final version, he says. McCann says regardless of the unofficial guidelines on the way at the task force, Flatiron and other coding boot camps are beholden to the letter and spirit of the law. You can't go around making false claims because no one told you not to do that, she said. At the end of the day, it's sort of a cop-out. McCann is cautiously optimistic about the initiative shown by the industry and its stated intentions but warns that it may not be enough to prevent another case of false advertising, especially since participation is voluntary. At the end of the day, there is a role for actual regulation, and self-regulation is not going to be sufficient, she said. Uh, One idea that has been suggested as an alternative is to have federal government designate accreditors to provide oversight, but that comes with its own problems, Shireman said. For instance, there is a massive political pressure for bad accreditors to continue to provide access to colleges, he said. The ones that are in a conduit for federal money end up relaxing their standards because the consequence of not approving a school is so severe. Honest to God, how long is this article? So that was it. I just wanted to read that because I know a lot of you young men out there, and ladies as well, you want to go to court. It's almost, it's, it really just, here, look, somebody hit up Eli the Computer Guy and Matt Trent. These guys would know more than me. But it just seems to me, and my I spy eye, it's an argument for self-study and self-discipline. Just go online, teach it. To, look, if I could teach myself to dance, you could pretty much teach yourself to do anything. And I understand you maybe need the structure or the uh, the camaraderie, heck, you know, just a place to go, the tutoring. Uh, but I'm wondering if they're all popping up. They're popping up like dandelions now, these accreditations, these... Uh, uh, Programming boot camps. And I'm still for them. I'm still for them because there's still a fraction of the cost. But you got to pick the right one. And after a while, you spend all this time. It's like, you know what? It inevitably boils down to you studying. Do you really need a teacher in today's world? Can't you just I taught myself computer networking. It was a little bit of a tough of a go. I had to read through the book and kind of, okay, that's what, it, you know, I had to study it multiple times. But heck, now you got tutorials online. I think it'd just be easier. And then you don't even have to pay for the programming boot camp. Save up the time. It probably is more efficient. Look, even if the programming boot camp is $5,000, how long does it take you to work up $5,000? What, at least 400 hours, I'd imagine. Do you think 
going to a boot camp is going to save you that 400 hours? What if you just spend an extra? So you got you to gotta study an extra 200 hours without the structure and guidance of a boot camp. Well, you still come out 200 hours ahead and save yourself some money or some money along the way. Uh, I got to do a book, uh, not book review, two movie reviews. Then uh, You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the sponsors to the sponsors, the ones that I missed while I was driving up here from Iowa. Uh, Asshole Appreciation Month, that's October. Spread the good word. Tell everybody about me. My Amazon affiliate program, if you would so kindly, go ahead and make all your online purchases through my Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Go there first. Find the Amazon banner, click on it, do your shopping. That's it. Doesn't cost you anything more. You don't have to sign up. I get a 7% cut. That's all you got to do. And if you really want to help out, that's pretty much the best way to help out the old captain uh, because Google has demonetized. Although, Vidme, I was talking to um, Rich Cooper, Entrepreneurs in Cars. He's like, hey, what do you know about Vidme's monetization? I said, I don't think they monetize yet. He says, yeah, they have. And he sent me a screenshot of his. I'm like, holy shit, they are. And so I think I'm on a, you know, there, there's that, by the way. So I got a, the VidMe channel. Look up Asshole Consulting on vid.me. Uh, but now that Google has demonetized pretty much everybody, uh, people are looking for different venues, different channels, different formats. And the best one I found is VidMe. And then, thank God, now they're, they're monetized. So that's now another thing on my to-do list today. Never ends. Never freaking ends. Now I don't know why people get secretaries. If I just had one extra zero at my income, I would hire a secretary. Uh, anyway, if you really do want to help out the old captain, do all your online purchasing through my Amazon affiliate program. It is a habit. You got to get into the habit. Most of you, I know like 80%. Oh, God, I forgot you got your thing. It's like, yeah, don't don't forget I got my thing. Put it on, replace your current bookmark with my Amazon affiliate program link, Okay. That, that's probably the best way to do it. Oh, do you get it on the phone? No, it's not on the phone. You Gen X fuck or Gen Z fuck. It's not. A, you got to do it on the computer, okay? It's just so convenient. I know, I know. You're doing me a favor. It, if it was effortless, you wouldn't be doing me a favor. You'd just be doing your thing that you do. That's why I'm asking if you'd like to help and not donate, which I totally understand. It ain't going to cost you anything more. All you got to do is go to your computer and do your online shopping there. Uh, I talked about my books. Uh, Oh, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Failed to mention Adam Piggott's books. Also check out Adam Piggott's website, PushingRubberDownhill.com. You can find the podcast, his blog, and his books all there. Positive masculinity from Rolo Tomasi. Rolo Tomasi, go to therationalmail.com, visit him. Perils of an Information Age. Um, that was a book written by a, a fan. Hang on, let me look that up. Ooh, I gotta publish that. There we go. Not a happy video today. I had to talk about Swedish rape. And that wasn't fun. That wasn't uh Perils of Information Age. Amazon.com, Perils of Information Age, written by Pranav Prabhash. Uh, Only got two reviews, so if you guys are interested in the uh, roboticized economy, check out that book. Where do we go? And then Trade the Ratio by Glorious Carl. Glorious Carl's book out there if you're looking to invest in gold and silver and trade it, make a little bit of money on it. 
Talked about that. Asshole Consultant, you guys all know about that. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, it's $50 a month. ElkwoodCPA.com, conservative. Ooh, I should make some coffee. I should make some coffee before the GF gets back, and then I can... I got to go shooting with my buddy. He's uh, He's got... He's like, oh, we got a competition with the Masons. and They want to come shooting with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. I like to say he's hiring me because like I'm a ringer. I'm a really great shot. I'm not that good of a shot. I'm okay. I'm just not that good. Uh, conservativebrew.com, if you're looking for coffee that is better than Black Rifle Coffee, uh, may I recommend conservativebrew.com. Check out those guys. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, Entrepreneurs in Cars, Dr. Paradin, Safety Doc, Cynical Libertarian Society, 405media.com. Those are the ones I missed. Oh, Academic Composition. How did I forget, how did I forget Alex? My God. If you're looking to have your homework papers written because you don't want to write them because you believe in what big successful corporations do, and that is outsourcing, outsource your homework to Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff at academiccomposition.com. They will also do your resume for $100, all right? Be smart. Don't write your paper on why white men should have their dicks cut off and turned into women and then uh, be uh, burned at the pyre for all the sins of their past forefathers that they had nothing to do with. All right. Oh, and why why Karl Marx is great. <clears throat> Have somebody else write that paper. <laughs> somebody should just some one of you guys should just write a paper on why we should murder white males, straight white males who are Christians. Write that paper and and like if you get I just want to see if like you get a B plus. You know, I want to see the teacher's reaction. You have to make a serious go at it, you know? You couldn't just say kill Whitey. You'd have to say because of that, they owe us not only in terms of finances but blood. And I don't know if we could uh, uh, and this. I mean, you'd have to come up with some off the wall wacky leftist shit. But I would love it if one of you would write a paper like that and see like if see then you run the risk if the teacher's gonna like God Almighty, you know, I, I I really like what he's saying, but I think this is approaching murder. Then they contact the cops. I don't know. I don't, you'd have to write it very craftily, like, not that I'm advocating murder or genocide, but there is an argument, there is a logic in the advocation of the elimination of white males. Christian heterosexual, with jobs, white males. You just can't say white males, because then there's protected groups within that. They got the ADHDs, they got the autisms, uh, they're gay, they're not Christians. Um, so, but yeah, if any of you ever do that, please let me know. I'd be curious to see what the what the professor would grade that as. Come talk to me after class. I found it so amazing. I found you so attractive. Fuck me now. Seriously, it wouldn't surprise me if it's that, that sick and twisted over in academia. Uh, we got my Betterment affiliate program. If you guys want to go and have a robo-advisor, check out Betterment. You go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment banner. Same thing as Amazon. If you fund it, I make a little bit of money. Um, what else? Oh, hang on. God darn it. I knew I was, I'm always missing something. Here we go. Okay. If you are looking, if you want to buy precious metals where I buy precious metals, uh, you want the Minnesota gold buyer, uh, and you could call them. They're in Osseo, Minnesota, but they'll deliver. You want to contact Mike, 763-657-7843. That's 763-657-7843. 7843. Let Mike know Cappy sent you. Uh, because he'll be like, Who why am I getting all that? And then he won't he won't give me a cut. Uh, but I actually do buy all my gold and silver through him. Uh, he's also a friend of mine. Hang on, let me put the so gold buyer. 
There we go. Uh, so that's 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 my. He's a friend of mine. I trust him implicitly. That's where I get my silver eagles. Um, contact. If you happen to be local, he's also got a gun shop, weapon shop, so you can go buy your guns. Does uh, carry concealed training and all that other stuff. But for those of you who are further away, uh, he will mail you precious metals. That is Mike seven six three six five seven seven eight four three. Again, let him know that the captain sent you. Got my two classes: the analysis, evaluation of stocks. Those are good. Uh, and then stocks, bonds, investing. Oh my! Search those on the internet. Um. And then my two best of the blog books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. If you are done reading all my books, you might want to get the best of my blogs. So look for those two books again on Amazon, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved. I think they're only available in paperback and Kindle. I don't even know if they're available in Kindle. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, Movie reviews. I forgot to do two movie reviews. The American. No, American Made. American Made. Great movie. Must see Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does not make bad movies. I know you guys all like to pick on him because of his religion, which which is deserved. Uh, but I don't know why people hate Tom Cruise. The guy has consistently delivered great, great. I wouldn't say theatrical performances, but he delivers great movies. And American Made is a good one. Um, you learn a little bit about the drug trade that you probably didn't know because it was a little bit. The Iran Contra affair was a little bit before my time. I mean, I was around, but I'm, I wasn't going to watch that. Ollie North and all that. Um, and then The Foreigner. Holy shit. I was so worried it was going to be some gimmicky Jackie Chan movie. And for once, Hollywood delivered. Maybe oh, Actually, it wasn't Hollywood. I can't even say it was Hollywood. It was a, ja- a Chinese production. And this is my favorite movie. No, I'm sorry. It's my second favorite movie behind John Wick 2. And it is a hair. Just a hair behind John Wick 2. John Wick 2 is four stars. This is four stars as well. Uh, but this just just almost tied with John Wick 2. John Wick 2 just had an, a, a, an air about it that was a little bit cooler. But The Foreigner, my God. It shows Jackie Chan can play a, a, a stoic role, a serious role. It's not him doing crazy acrobatic stuff. He does do a little bit of fighting and all that. Uh, the plot is amazing. There are no good guys. Even Jackie Chan isn't a good guy because... Um, I'm not ruining anything. He loses his his only remaining family member, his daughter, to a terrorist attack in London. And all things are pointing towards uh, uh, the IRA, Irish Republican Army, the the old terrorist group. Some of you may not remember that Ireland had terrorists and they would bomb places in uh, because they wanted Northern Ireland to go back to Ireland. Anyway. Uh, so it also stars, uh, the old James Bond guy. He does an amazing job. Uh, but Jack, they, the, the, he plays, a uh, was a prime minister of Ireland or one of the deputy ministers. And he's constantly talking to the, the Brits saying, look, we don't know who it is. It's probably some rogue faction. Give me time and let me figure it out. So he's trying to figure it out. Jackie Chan doesn't under, he doesn't care. He's just like, I'm going to start threatening you and your family you're going to give me names. And the real story is how Jackie Chan threatens this guy. And I'm not even going to tell you how he tortures him. Not like physically, tor- but mentally tortures him. Goes after him. He- he's just this assassin uh, from the... They just they killed the wrong guy's daughter. They just killed the wrong guy's daughter. So here you have a, a, a special Vietnamese uh, special trained operator from the Vietnam War terrorizing the Irish terrorists. 
And, and then there's this intrigue and backstabbing, and it's not so overly complicated that you can't follow it. It's just complicated enough. You're like, oh, wow. And, and then you find out, ah, oh, the Irish guy ain't that bad of a guy, but he's still a bad guy. And Jackie Chan just got lucky because inevitably he did turn out to be a terrorist, but not really. Just watch it. it. You absolutely have to see it while it's in the theaters. I might even go buy it, but it's um, it's sad, too, when he loses his daughter. He's, it's, it's like, you really feel for the guy. And it's like, yeah, you got nothing else to lose. Yeah, you might as well go kill the fucking IRA. You know, what the hell? Go. Go out in a blaze of glory. But just a good old-fashioned guy avenging his family flick. Um, and just crafty as hell. Just crafty. I don't, I don't want to give much more of it away than that. But yeah, those two movies, I would absolutely go see them while they're still in the theater. I think American Made is um, probably maybe in the cheapo, El Cheapo theaters. And uh, The Foreigner is still in the expensive theaters. But it's worth it. It's worth seeing at night. I don't care if you got to pay 8 bucks. Or whatever you people in California pay because you guys are idiots. So, um, All right, that's it. Uh, men, check your nuts for testicular cancer. Ladies, go get your mammograms. Uh, remember, ladies, even though the, the boob tube tells you that everyone wearing pink is like fighting cancer, that's not fighting breast cancer. Fighting breast cancer is going to get a mammogram. I know it's not as sexy or warm, fuzzy feeling as, oh my God, they're wearing pink basketball shorts. They care about me so much. Yeah, uh, cancer doesn't care about you and doesn't care what uh, Thaddeus Jones is wearing over at the NBA. Uh, mammograms, go get them, ladies. Please do. Uh, because unlike the NFL, NBA, the Suman G. Komen Foundation, and Amy's Blend, we actually give a shit about you and we would like you not to get breast cancer. So please go get your mammograms. Don't merely celebrate the fight against women's breast cancer. Actually fight it. And that's it. We'll see you kids later. Toodles.